smile, breathe, and just remember, it's too late to get out of it, so you might as well go on. Do you ever get the feeling that people are incapable of not caring? You know, I'm screwed up and average enough that I could write a song that'll live on forever. And then after that, it don't matter. I am the king of gay chickens. No, seriously, what the fuck? Honestly, you're in a memory in your subconscious. Fuck! Seriously? I don't know what you've been told, little lady, but the rest of us start at nine. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm just kidding. Good morning. Hi, Benny! Looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river! <laughs> Is it gonna be like this all the time? a real weirdo who started calling them blood oranges he's like no kind of you know what would improve oranges if we just like referred to them oh shit someone was like we need to sex up the oranges <laughs> oranges aren't sexy anymore. orange we're not selling enough and i'll tell you and i'll tell you for why no one's fucking because of oranges <laughs> let's give them some sexier sort of vampiric names like blood orange navel orange navel orange mm. oh sorry uh, the orange navels pituitary gland orange <laughs> something just with a little bit of edge well like navel is actually the kind of orange that you buy at the shops yeah i know that's weird why do they have to be called that yeah i guess so that is They're weird, just isn't it oranges like limes are just called limes i hate oranges you don't get earlobe limes i love a mandarin Cannot be doing with an orange. I can do... I, I like doing things with an orange. You know... Like, if I'm, like, making juice, orange juice, I would much prefer than mandarin juice. Okay. You comfy? Uh, yeah. You but, like, be? a mandarin is just... It's like a Terry's chocolate orange. It's just in portions. Exactly. Ready to eat. Yeah. But an orange, if you're going to eat it, it's like, nah, bruh. But you're going to... Do gonna, not if even... You're go, if you're going to juice it... If I'm eating an orange, I'm over the sink... Mm-hmm. Shirts off. Yeah, or like you're just halfway through a sports game and halfway you've been so given ha a little piece of an orange. Oh, you'll, look, you'll get one slice. If you give me a piece of an orange, I'm eating it. That's fine. Job done. Mm. Because someone else has gone through all the hard work. <laughs> someone else has put their life on the line to get it to that point. If I have to just raw dog an orange from, from step one <laughs> at home, there's going to be no one else home. I don't want anyone to see this. And... It's an absolute nightmare. I've just pictured. It's very much, it's very much the prawn of fruit, <laughs> you know. I've just pictured a sports game, but instead of giving like orange slices, you just mm -hmm. get mandarins in the middle and get a little bit, and that's just sad and depressing. Uh, everyone, no, in a sports game though, that. you need that orange peel. But you know, no, but what, like you in, don't need there the are, peel. There, there are, there are some circumstances where a mandarin is just it pales in comparison. You're not going to want juice from a mandarin? Yuck. You need... <laughs> I'm going to say it's indistinguishable. <laughs> I'm going to say it's subjectively and chemically indistinguishable. <sighs> you know how creationists think fruit means that God is real? <laughs> and they're like, look, the banana. It's like shaped like a human hand. Like mandarins support that. Oranges prove that the devil is real, in my opinion. <laughs> Oranges look <laughs> like... Segwaying quite well in today's discussion. <laughs> true, discussion. true. Oranges look like um, the genetically 
perfect version of what a mandarin should be. But it's gone too far. Yeah, yeah. They look like the plastic surgery mandarins. Yeah, it's like a really early chat GPT came up with an <laughs> yeah. orange. Like, is this what you want? This, like, this is you described this to us. It, we're, we're like, yeah, this is a mandarin, but it's too much mandarin. Like, it's too, <laughs> it's too dense of a thing. Inside... <laughs> Inside each of us, there were two fruits. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to Exceptional Thieves. This is a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. And I am Isaac. And this is the second, well... Technically technically, the first. Technically first, but even more technically the second episode (laughs) of Turns of Phrase. Our new special series, watching and reviewing the entire filmography of Brendan Fraser, King of Film. I like that. That's what I I'm like working that. with. Okay. Like King of Film works because he's not Britain's best actor. He's not. Unlike Daniel Craig, he's not Britain's best actor. Yeah. He's not Prince of Australia. We could call for him multiple America's reasons. best actor, but I think we would be lying to ourselves. I just, I feel like we're, we, we're retreading old ground. Mm. You mm. know, we King write, of Film works. King of Film. King of Film works. But I feel as though if somebody gets, gets a hold of that, they're going to be like, no. Yeah, I know. It's, it's going to be like it's provocative. It's Brad Pitt or it's, some shit like that. Yeah, that's it's going to get people's attention. If yeah. the fact that we're watching and reviewing well, everything Brendan Fraser has ever done doesn't at this current moment, Brendan Fraser is the king of film because he has won certain awards. Yes, that that grant him the title of king of film for from, for one year. Yeah, for now until the next Oscars, he is king of film. Yes, that's how that's how it works. And Michelle Yeoh is the queen of film, the king of Hollywood. He's the king of Hollywood. <laughs> The yeah. king of a suburb. He's come. He's <laughs> you know, the prodigal son has returned. That doesn't work because the prodigal son's the shit one. Yeah, isn't he? Well, the pro- no, well, well, the prodigal son was shit for a while and comes back. Yeah, but he's but also never the king. He's just like the son of someone who's like, "Hey, I respect you again." Yeah, well, I was just trying to think of a thing where someone goes and comes back. <laughs> I feel like there's Moses. A- it's been like forty days. Or was that Jesus? Someone, mm-hmm. someone spent a long time in the middle of a desert. I'm pretty sure. Well, they were all desert adjacent, and then and then come back like after like I just I feel alone like for a bit. I feel like there's an archetype of someone who goes away and then comes back and becomes king. I guess Aragorn slightly. True. Um, but Arthurian legend, I don't think has any of that. No. But it's a thing. Yeah, let's just say it's a thing. He is now pariah becomes <laughs> king. That thing. Yeah, That's Brendan. what Brendan has done. Brendan. We're we are, good at we this. Are, aren't we, we are in the reign of Brendan at the moment. We are in the reign of Brendan. Yeah. Brendan we've the got, first. We've got exactly fifty-two weeks of the reign <laughs> of Brendan. Yeah. Before we will have to move to the next Oscar winner. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine if it's Brendan again. Unlikely, I think. Oh, that's a little harsh. Well, I just I don't think he's got anything he's le- up, lead yeah. actoring in. in the next movie. This well, year. He he's going to be in some amazing films. Actor Oscar. But then he becomes the Prince of Hollywood, which is just like less of I an exciting so. title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Duke of Hollywood. Which you know, I do feel like is a title that fits Ki Hui Kwan much better. <laughs> it does. He's got so he's got much more Prince energy. He's sort of spritish and hello. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the prince. I'm the fifty odd year old prince. <laughs> it's not weird, remember Charles? So today we're gonna to be talking about the first thing <laughs> Princes can be old, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um not the fifty years old. For fuck's sake. Today we're talking about The first film Brendan Fraser was ever in. The first film Brendan Fraser was ever in. Child of Darkness, Child of Light. Terrible title. 
when it's based on a book called Virgin by James well, Patterson. I but the one piece of trivia IMDb does provide for this is that the book was retitled. So this was the original title of the book mm-hmm. by the one and only James Patterson, and then it got retitled for some reason. To but what? to Child of Darkness, Child of Light. No, no, to Virgins. Ah, but. We're going to get into all the virgin stuff later, don't you worry. Yeah, we are. We're gonna, don't look, it's going to be weird enough already because there's lots of weird. But before we get to all that, we are going to return to our classic segment. Yes. You've seen the good movies lately? Oh, what have you seen? Well, I asked. Oh, okay. Isaac, have you seen the good movies lately? Fuck yeah, I've seen good movies, man. <laughs> fucking fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Fuck I yeah, dude. I've seen movies. Good movies? Some good movies. Lately? Yes. This at, at the cinema. This could be a big segment, though, because this is our first episode for a few months. So should I like so, just tease the waters with a couple of the films I seen? Well, we can't get through. We can't get through all of them. Yeah, Why? Was, we don't need I to talk about the movie. Out. We could just. Talk we about do have other. to. Isaac, oh, okay. That's what people are here for. If people want to jump ahead to us talking only about the Brendan, well, if you want us to talk about the film, there'll be a time code below. If you want us to hear us talking only about Brendan Fraser in the film, I may have to <laughs> put another time code that. in. And spoiler alert: it will be a short part of that conversation. <laughs> Brendan, I think as I as I explained to you before, this film isn't in Brendan Fraser's Wikipedia filmography. It's only in the IMDb filmography. His the the and I don't name think of his role wants it in there. Well, yeah, this could be Brendan's doing, and the the name the name of his character in this movie is John's friend, and his <laughs> strange surname, <laughs> yeah, his friend, yeah, like you know, no no relation to Rupert, and the meanwhile the first film in his filmography on Wikipedia, his his character's name is Sailor Number One, nice. so it shows you how low the bar was, and they still left this out, but anyway, we'll get to all that. See any good movies lately, Isaac? I have. I saw 65 at the cinemas. Hell yeah, you did. Me too. Loved every minute of it. I loved 65 I, as well. I love how lame the fact that exposition is done via text 30 minutes in. Yeah. Like, that's just super lame. I love when the... It's so, awesome. So let's say, let's say mild spoilers for 65. I think I love when the title comes up in a movie and you're like, oh shit, I'd know I'd, I thought we were way past that. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea yeah, that like, was still you're an like option. 45 minutes into the story. And it's like 65. Then, oh, yeah, we are watching a movie. I get, yes. Um, yeah, so Adam Driver versus Dinosaurs. Loved it. Yes, please. Loved it. Also, yes, please, yes, please. They've done dinosaurs in ways that we've not seen dinosaurs before and clearly invented a couple of dinosaurs for the film. Yeah. But they're like scary, scary dinosaurs. Scary dinosaurs. Actually a scary movie. Oh, yeah. It is staged and structured and shot like a horror movie. Mm, But, well, like, there are moments that are scary. It's got, it's got, it's just lots of jump scares. And Mm. after getting, after just slogging through three just incredibly overburdened Jurassic World movies, it was really nice just to get back to what is scary about dinosaurs. They're big and they eat. They're big and they're eating you and, Yeah. yeah. And they're good at it. They were, yeah, they're really, really, they're really good, good at, at it. it. Look, this, this, it wasn't perfect by any means, and there's a few big changes I would make. Yep, um, but again, we can't do those because we're not doing that segment. We're not talking about those films and rewriting them. We're not. Well, we're just talking about films that we've seen. Yeah, well, you know, I can still give a, a, a critique. I on one thing I also liked about it a lot is that as soon as she, they land. You see a fucking meteor coming on. Oh, okay, cool. It's right at this moment. And they're in this nice location where yeah. it's very convenient for them to now, us in like 
now times yeah to have no idea that we were visited yeah true i thought it's smart it was quite it's quite funny (laughs) that the dinosaur asteroid is coming yeah and it wipes wipes all evidence that they were here yeah (laughs) but also but also that evidence could have just disappeared as well it'll be fine the dinosaurs right now yeah i know but i know maybe that's a lake now you know what i mean it's fine yeah but it would still be there this way it's not that never i love it super simple adam driver with girl got to get to escape pod and they just have an absolute fuck of a time getting over there i like that they're aliens basically yes i would have just just made it a wormhole time travel situation. No, personally. that's way too Planet of the Apes. Get, just, just do Planet of the Apes, please. Don't have that weird opening beach scene where, like, set on their planet where they're just wearing like plain colors. Didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't thought, like I that. didn't like that scene. I would have rather him wake up already on the ship and then crash. Absolutely. But that scene could be shown via his memories. Like, Maybe. So you get the exposition that's necessary. That's what I would have done. I just have just have start on the ship and then just have some chunky flashbacks yeah. basically sort of lost style as much as we hate flashbacks as a mode of well, exposition it would work for this situation i think flashbacks get misused a lot but i absolutely love lost to say if the flashbacks are informing the story that you're still currently telling true, true. if the flashbacks themselves are a story in and of themselves not yeah. just like oh by the way yeah and i want every flashback to be just a scene from marriage story yeah. Just line <laughs> for line. Scarlett Johansson just in there. Yeah. But played by a different actor who's like much cheaper to hire. <laughs> no, just the back of a blonde a blonde head. So like mm. it's the audio of Scarlett Johansson, but we just see Adam Driver's Yeah. Co- doing a new performance. But just like with some weird space words thrown in <laughs> to make out like it's different. And just see if Spike Jones says anything. <laughs> What else you seen? Real quick, uh, while we got this. Real quick, real quick. Uh, knock at the cabin. Oh, okay. Did you like it? I liked it more than I thought I was going to during the first third of it. I'll say that. Okay, cool. Is what it? Did, is it like? Have you seen it? Not yet. Not yet. Oh. But I'm, 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 I'm quietly hopeful that it is tending towards some good Shyamalan. Look, I will. Um, I will pretty much always go and see M Night Shyamalan because mm-hmm. it might be bad. But he's always doing something. And there's always the chance that it's good, Shyamalan. There's the chance that it's good. And even if it's not good, you know, he's out here, he's trying stuff. Because, you know, we're, we're trying stuff in 2023. That's what we're doing. Oh, yeah, it rhymes. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know about Dave Bautista in it. He's a little bit of a stunt cast for it. Okay. Um, but he's still obviously an amazing actor. Rupert Grint does a very good job. Rupert Grint is an amazing actor. Yeah, and I don't think I don't feel like we get to see that very often. So, because he doesn't yeah. do much. It's another it's another super weird one. I would just put a bit more home invasiony stuff in it. Yeah, because like people in cabin in woods, stranger outside, mm-hmm. scariest thing in the world. Drag that out, please. Make me suffer. Oh, so it um, rushes that a little bit. I think it rushes, rushes that. Aspect. It rushes that a little bit because it's got so much other stuff to get onto. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you don't so, want it to be like five hours long. It's more of like a sort of psychological thriller than like a scary horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm picturing it like Cabin in the Woods, whereas it's the same sort of gist where you, they like, for some reason, they have to find something to keep keep the peace. Well, appease the gods. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not. 
I guess it's kind of appeasing the gods. I mean, that's all in the all in the trailer. Yeah. It's like Cabin in the Woods in that it takes the Cabin in the Woods trope and then forces it in a different direction, yeah. whereas Cabin in the Woods has become so much a comedy, basically. But Cabin in the Woods is such a good movie, though. It is. Mm. It's the best Cabin in the Woods movie. It might be. Yeah, like, Evil Dead is great, but Evil Dead is also just... Evil Dead is clearly, like, a parody of itself. I feel things like Cabin in the Woods, What If There's a Person... Is so. I feel like it's <laughs> what so. Cabin <a> <laughs> in the Woods. What if it's. What if there's a person out there? Is that something? What is Starring that? Matt Damon. Is that something? Was that something? <laughs> I feel like it's so easy to make one of those in a way that is really scary to me, and I def- and I and I look for them often. You know, I I'm always on the lookout for. Oh, maybe this is one, and it's so often not. I have been duped by Amazon Prime Video. <laughs> numerous times with a cabin in the woods horror movie and i'm like mm-hmm. this might be cool but it's just shit it's just someone like i like that people are making movies that's great mm-hmm. but the fact that i can get them on my streaming services and they're absolute horseshit is this the amazon prime where like anyone can upload it's just like youtube it fe- it for feature films it feels like anyone can upload it but it's not like amazon prime amazon isn't select- purchases these things and puts them on their streaming service for probably like very very small amounts but still yeah. there are some very terrible movies on there Right, so it's like it's like the the Christmas movie genre, but for all movies. Yeah. But like, what if you make a thousand of them and we don't care? Yeah. Okay. It feels like that. Fair enough. Um, you seen anything else? I mean, I've seen a lot of things, but I don't want to talk about. It. I want to get to our yeah our, okay. our purpose for being here. I saw Babylon. I didn't, and I probably won't. It's okay. I, I think the first third of it mm-hmm. is a movie that I could get on board with, oh, okay. and in terms of showing what movie make obviously a very romanticized version of what movie making was like in the 20s like really early on mm. which i hadn't didn't feel like i'd really seen before i, re- I mean i've read about it and yeah and it it turned on a part of my brain that hadn't been there before of feeling a bit of what it would have been like to see some of those early black and white movies at the time and how sort of magisterial they would have mm. looked to you not as someone who's seen everything that we've scene yeah and so kind of it kind of in this it had the kind of frenetic energy of around that time period that certain bits of the aviator have you know like early aviator where it's just um howard hughes running around answering phones and yelling at people and being like crash two planes do it now yeah it's it's that it was that at the beginning and then it drags on and on and on and on and at the end he has like a beatific vision and they start showing clips from all like future movies showing how good movies are going to be and one of the clips is of avatar didn't love that so the last half hour I would take out mm. personally. Well, but like, that beginning bit, I was like, that's definitely something well done. The reason I like to watch old movies is because I enjoy watching them and being like, that would have been hard to do at the time. Right. And like, I very much enjoy watching how people made shit back then look as cool as it looked. Yeah, I think I would enjoy what, more watching something about how they made it than watching the thing itself. Oh, still, this, some of them are pretty good, though. Nah. Nah. Okay. I've, I've just... I'm a, I'm a philistine on this point, and that's fine. You don't have to. Watch I don't it. have it in my heart. And the menu? Didn't see the menu yet. Well, you keep saying you've seen films. What have you seen? Don't Shazam, sound like you've seen films. Fury of the Gods. No, not going to. I had a great time really? watching Shazam. I did actually. It's fucking fun. But you're fun just you're just a shill for what's his name? Zachary Levi. Yeah, he's a beautiful human being, oh, and we respect him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. really? Then why did he mildly criticise a pharmaceutical company? 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've so, yeah. mildly criticized about, numerous pharmaceutical Talk about being, companies. I think, uh, you, you know, you want to be on the right side of history there, Isaac. <laughs> I don't think we can really side with that to criticize corporations, can we? Um, <laughs> it's a complicated issue. We've yeah, criticized corporation on our podcast. I'm accelerating the contradiction. <laughs> That's a thing. Ooh. Well, what are we talking about today? You haven't seen anything else? I've, yes, but... Just list them. No. Okay. I want to save stuff so we have other things to talk because there will come a time where I stop going to the movies for a bit and then I can be like... Oh, then oh, you want to dig back into this back yeah. catalogue. Okay. All right. Today, we are talking about Child of Darkness, Child of Light. Yes. 1991. I think technically... It's a TV movie. Yeah, but I mean in terms of genre. Google said it was a horror, so I think we should go with that. And get on board because oh, I was afraid. I guess it is a horror film, isn't it? So this is very much in the vein of, I guess, all the Exorcist movies. The Omen. The Omen. And those Exorcist movies, they're still going. This year, we've got The Pope's Exorcist coming out, starring Russell Crowe. That's weird. Yeah. Based That's on weird. notes from some guy who, from the, a real guy who was the Pope's exorcist or something. Cool. But like, that's not a sequel to The Exorcist. No, I don't no, think no, I don't The think Exorcist so. and then there were like two sequels to that that were both fucking horrific. But, Lee Bad or Lee Scary? Oh, terrible movies. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like Exorcist stuff? I mean, or the like first Exorcist stuff? movie I like. Yeah. Because... It's a slow burn. It is a slow burn, but it's pretty good. I remember having a scary movie night with some friends in high school, mm-hmm. and we got The Ring and a couple other things, and we got the original 1970 whatever, <laughs> The Exorcist, which was a big mistake. <laughs> Did you start with that? Because that, that just ruins the flow of the we, night. It, well, it, we didn't finish it. <laughs> Way too slow of a burn. Way too nice. slow of an old-timey burn for a high to school To be honest, night. though, I don't love exorcist tropes for horror like i've read a few books lately that have been at that have yeah. turned like cause i love horror books i've read a few books that have turned into oh wait this is an exorcist mm-hmm. oh, okay this is that's fine yeah and like some of them do well but like exorcist I'm... movies i find boring because i don't believe in god <laughs> <laughs> oh, i mean you know i don't i mean that's you scary know, at all to address <laughs> I would rather somebody imagine something to address new. to address the heretical <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> Neither of us are too concerned about the possibility of demonic possession, yeah, of eternal damnation, or of eternal da- or yeah, of the whole the whole shebang. Really, <laughs> the I mean, whole <laughs> sorry, Jesus. You know, your whole this is me gesturing <laughs> to the church. Your whole thing. Um, I mean, you know. I have my own uh, my own perspectives on things that are, you know there's a little bit more more depth there. I'm not. I think there's there's more to say than just sort of your your sort of 2008 new atheist bro style. I would say now Karl Kalinsky version of hey, you know, science, science and reason has just demolished all of that, and and you're an idiot. Like there's there's the mysticism below it all, which I'm think is worthy of inspection but all this bullshit about demons and exorcisms and (laughs) old men wandering around in robes being like be gone like that's just um 
psychosomatic moral panics yeah. taking over. This film does the old man in the robe be gone bit quite well. It does. I enjoyed that a lot. I think it's funny that <laughs> the exorcism scene trope, I guess, like when like when the where, where the rubber meets the road, theologically speaking, <laughs> and he's like, be gone. For me, those scenes have really been ruined by this is the end. And just Jonah Hill being like, does it, does it compel me? It's not very compelling. Remember uh, that? Remember that? Yeah, I've blocked that movie out mostly because I didn't really? like it. I love that film. But this you're, is the I'm, end. This is, I, lo- I want you to love it. I think it's a fantastic like film. That you can love and the, that scene from This is the End, like it's sort of like the Austin Powers treatment for James Bond. Like how after James after Austin Powers, there wasn't a joke in a James Bond movie for like ten years until like Skyfall, because <laughs> <laughs> they got, it got ruined by Austin Powers. That scene for me as really takes the wind out of the sails of any ex. Like it just looks silly and funny to me now. I'm a big fan of some sort of haunting situation, and you have mm-hmm. a priest turn up for a scene and get immediately freaked out and have to leave. The Conjuring movies, I think, do the Exorcist trope quite well because like they're not priests they're just investigating shit and when they bring a priest in it's always mm-hmm. at the point where it's like yeah this yeah. is necessary now we've we've upped our ante to need yeah. an exorcism i like but when those they, movies do it quite well i like i like in a movie if they draft the priest in to start doing the exorcism and he just gets immediately just railroaded by the yep. demon it just immediately is on the roof and just <laughs> splattered and gone like, oh damn it oh, oh we brought in the big gun we got father henry <laughs> Father Henry is everywhere now. <laughs> in Dominic yes, I'd like to think he's always with us now. <laughs> he's always in my hair. I swallowed a bit of Father <laughs> Henry before. <laughs> <laughs> laughing about it. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Anyway, it's a horror so, movie yeah, so from I've never 1991. Been, so it's, it's, it's pushing shit uphill with me already to try and get me to care about that. Mm. And one of my overall notes with this movie... Available on YouTube as well. If you just you know, if you want to follow along with the podcast, I have a feeling this podcast, which will is a be bad easier sign. to follow along than definitely Daniel easier than, than Daniel Craig and possibly the first few of Branton's movies. Well, no, we we found them all fairly easily. Daniel Craig is a big '90s back catalogue of hard to find stuff of stuff that w- even we should not have forced ourselves to do, but we did. Yes, we did, and we're gonna that that. that That'll be the big test of this filmography. Is there anything weirder <laughs> than some of the shit Daniel Craig did? Given that this was the first thing he did, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. It's not weirder than anything Daniel Craig did. No, and you know, as, as I was saying, one of my overall notes with this is like, I think because it's 1991, America, it think I think it is assuming that we kind of care about demons and exorcisms and stuff because this is coming in just like just at the at the end of the satanic panic era. It's, era. Yeah, it's end of satanic panic, and also just like everyone, well, not more people still just sort of go to church, or at least would feel weird saying that church is a load of bullshit. True, you know. Whereas now more people are kind of okay with that, or at least just sort of neutral towards it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. Priests and exorcisms, right? And everyone's a little bit like, yeah, sure. Which I presume is why James Patterson was able to write the book upon which it's based. James Patterson. That's another one of those. Have you ever read a James Patterson book? I think I've read like two of the Alex Cross novels. Right, okay. And then may- maybe like... Are they young th- adult? No. No, okay. I'm no, they're, they're crime novels, else. but it's it, he churns that shit out a lot. But I'm fairly certain that yeah. like 80% of the... 
the quote unquote James Patterson books are written by someone else. He just says Alex Cross does this to someone he, and then they go yeah. right. Yeah. I I was reading a bit about him. He has a he has co authors. Yeah. I think yeah, he comes up with the plot yeah. and there's like I'm not gonna bother with like the sentences and everything. But like in someone my else mind, can I picture that being like um fucking Edward Norton's character in Glass Onion, where just a random author gets a fax from James Patterson that just says Alex Cross assassination and like three little little things and then go. And then yeah. James Patterson says, yes, I came up with this wonderful idea for a book. <laughs> it's like the guns are in the owls. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> what if... Exorcist, but on a boat. What if, what if phones were alive and yeah... Speed, but helicopters. That's what I All picture right. when when it says co-author. Like I know that he's obviously maybe written a shit ton of stuff before it's the co-author. Amazing how much period. he's. Patterson has written more than two hundred novels since nineteen seventy six. He has had more than one hundred and fourteen New York Times best-selling novels and holds the New York Times record for most number one New York Times bestsellers by a single author, which is sixty seven. Jesus. His novels account for 1 in 17, roughly 6% of all hardcover novels sold in the United States. In recent years, <laughs> his novels have sold more copies than those of Stephen King, John Grisham, and Dan Brown combined. Cool. In 2008, he replaced Jacqueline Wilson, don't know who that is, as the most borrowed author in Britain's libraries. Aw, poor Jacqueline. Yeah, your old news. Jacqueline, what has she been writing? Oh, children's stuff. Yeah. Cheating, innit? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they'll always go back for, for libraries, more. libraries, they'll come back and get that thing next week. They'll always go back for more. No, borrow the it reason again. he overtook it is because the kids keep forgetting to take them back. So hers only get like borrowed yeah. out like thrice a year. Yeah. Because one kid's got it for like four months. Meanwhile, the kind of people going in and checking out NYPD Red... Or Women's Murder Club. Yeah. They're responsible like, citizens bringing like, those books back. John from the accounting firm down the road pops into the library on a Thursday afternoon. He's like, I'm going to get the, la- the latest Michael Bennett book. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the bookstore closed down in my village, but I can still go to the library. This is the accountant? Yes. He's a sort of, he's, he's he's a sort of fancy upper, pants. Upper class, yeah. Right. Hey. Yeah. He's, his name but is he's, John. But he's from a small town. Yes, he's from where a the village. Li- from a village where the library yeah, closed but down. but Dimmick's closed down because bookstores don't make money anymore, apparently. Right. But the libraries are always going to So the village is big enough to have a Dimmick's. It's big enough to have had a Dimmick's. But it doesn't have any small independent bookshops. No, no, it's just got a library. And so he's now gone to another bigger town to go to the library. No, there's a library in his small town. Every, every town has a library. Uh, okay. But not all towns have bookstores anymore. I guess that's true. It's but quite this sad. Was a, this was a village. It is a village. Not every village has a bookstore. He sounded quite English. It was, well, he was... The like average was English Jacqueline. village. Jacqueline. <laughs> you, I would say you would have some satellite villages around a town where the library is. Yeah, but if this accountant, if John is mm-hmm. leaving his work and walking homeward on a Thursday afternoon... Mm-hmm. Within the to, village. He used to be able to pop over to Dimmick's to get his new... Bennett book, Bennett novel. Yeah, used to be able to go to the to up up to fucking Tesco's and, and get himself. And John didn't know how bloody good he had it back then. Yeah. And then Dimmick picking up down. picking up the new Michael Bennett and then a as pork pie that, from Tesco's on a Friday. A one opened and you could just bypass this village completely. Mm-hmm. Nobody was popping off the highway 
to go to Demix and it shut down, obviously. No, yeah. And then and it got amalgamated into the big now store John next to TJ Maxx. Go to this childhood library that he has so many great memories of, fond memories. Mm-hmm. I don't think that library is going to last either. It's mostly just computer space now. There's a lot of computer. There's, there's it's mostly it's just, fewer and fewer books. It's mostly just the, <laughs> the elderly. The children's area gets bigger. Yeah. And the books area gets small. There's every every year. There's more bean bags, and <laughs> and more and more spaces for the elderly and the indigent to use computers. <laughs> Hashtag library. the world is changing. I feel it in the library. So I didn't hate this. Me neither. I mean, it's not good. It's well, I think it's about as good as a 1991 television movie based on this source material probably could be. Yeah, I can't I can't think of it being better given what the budget they had and so what it's how a, they made movies back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, presumably the budget is quite low yeah. because there's some things I think that obviously they, have they should like have done. They have two explosions though. Yeah. There are two explosions and that's where most they of do. the budget is clearly spent. Yeah, lo- looking like they have it on kind of the same bit of road. <laughs> Yep. At the beginning and the end of the film. Start with a bang, end with a bang. You can close a road for a whole day. And hey, you're going to do both your explosions together. If you've got a limited budget, start with a... If you're going to do two, two explosions, top and tail your movie with those explosions. That's not a dumb choice. No, that's it's quite... Them- thematically, it's quite smart. Start so what, what it's about is, for people okay. who don't know, there's <sighs> two girls become virginically pregnant. Mm-hmm. They'd be immaculately conceive yes, it's immaculate. a child. And obviously, At the same time, in the, yes, in Boston and in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Both ob- yeah. East Coast America. That's that's where Jesus is coming back, y'all. Yeah. And obviously the Vatican is all over this. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, the Vatican knows all about this immediately. Uh-huh. Early on in the pregnancies, and it's like we need to do something about this. We need to draw a lot we of attention to investigate. To, we need to investigate before this. attention is brought. We need to brought. send church cop to go and figure out what the fuck is going on over there. And church cop, church cop one, church cop one at the start of the film is there investigating. Rossetti, OG church cop is there, mm. and he, he arrives in the town in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia is a city. There. Well, no, church cop one is there to begin with, but. At the yeah. start of the film, Church Cop One is driving down a road and is attacked. Yeah, well, he sort of he, he arrives faceless. in the town on Amtrak, like Joe Biden might. Yes, Pennsylvania. That's what we're trying to say. It's a small city in Pennsylvania. Correct. That's where this first one is. He turns up and he's like, "Oh no, I get to the bottom of this. What's going on with this teenage girl's womb?" You know how guys are. Yeah, you got to know them. You know how professionals in <laughs> Italy are. Not it. <laughs> Not Italy, the Vatican, which is its own country, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they have a seat at the UN. They, you too. And he's driving along, and then he gets attacked by motorcycle assassins. He goes quite face- inexpertly. Two faceless motorcycle assassins literally come well, out of nowhere. Yeah, well, they have faces, but they have helmets on. Um, and they batter his car with with sticks. Yeah, and he crashes one of them into a cliff yeah which is it, great for drama but like wait till he stops the car and gets out and then hit him with a stick yeah just follow him to where i mean he's going. i'm i'm no assassin uh this um for some reason both both uh, motorbike drivers disappear after this happens but one of the bikes explodes 
Well, I thought one of the bikes, I thought that was the bike and the rider, lands over the, over the cliff. And they just land on the road like a sack of rocks mm. and immediately explode. Yeah. And the body of the of the rider explodes. The body of the rider explodes as well. Yeah. Which I sort of took to mean that they were infernal beings of some kind. Uh, because immediately uh, after they both get incapacitated slash blowed up. Yeah. Like, the two black riders, the two black clad riders. Then there's two ravens that land on the hood of his car. Rosetti looks at them, does a big scream, uh, as one does when one is losing one's mind, and then becomes catatonic and shows up back at the Vatican somehow. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> and everyone's like, we've no fucking idea what happened. He clearly went mad. <laughs> So I thought, like, the bike riders had become the ravens or something. See, that that could be cool. And, like, the ravens could turn into people of different kinds. I, I think- didn't think about the bike riders as ravens. I just yeah. thought, why had he been attacked for some reason? Yeah. Instead, at the end of this, I'm still not entirely sure what the ravens' deal is. They're just sort of portents. I think the ravens are there of, because oh no. they are Satan's eyes. He's watching everything because it turns out that... Everything is real. Yeah, but can't... <laughs> yeah. All, all, all of the things we've spoken about and, and feared are, are real in the world. Yeah, see, in this, the way it is told, it's not... Pres- the fact that Satan is real is never questioned. No. And so isn't doesn't come across as scary. Yes. For me, I need people being like, yeah, of course, it's, it's loads just- of horseshit. And then when your brain clicks into, oh, no shit, what if this is real? That's the scary sort of... Uh-huh. liminal space you'd have to get someone like me into for it to really space. grab me. Yeah, right? I was pretty proud of that. Yeah, but in it. this, it's just like, obviously there's demons, right? And it was like, yeah, sure. But if, if, the, if they are the eyes of Satan, that gets to one of the other big problems this has. It's like Satan, I guess, well, say, there's, Satan is the, ba- is the villain in the background. Mm-hmm. He's sort of the, the, the emperor in Dune. Sure. Um, but then... There is another closer at hand villain. Great Satan. He would. He'd make a good Satan, but wearing the same fat suit. But hopefully, in that film, something sort of happens. Happens at a more than glacial pace. I I tried. Well, I didn't try. We did rewatch the whole thing the other night because Emma hasn't seen it. Mm. And about, I was just like, I didn't say anything. I was just going to see how Emma responds to this. And they get about half an hour, 40 minutes in, and she's sitting next to me on the sofa and just goes. <sighs> <laughs> just a big exhalation. I'm like, you're right? It's like, yeah. It's a bit slow, isn't it? And I, yes, it is. Yes, it is, Emma. You are right. <laughs> this is the first three chapters of a book. This multi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like, it's like, yeah. It's the Hobbit for grown-ups. It's like, what if you took. <laughs> it is the Hobbit for grown-ups. A hundred pages of novel and stretched it out <laughs> with no thematic resolution at the end of it and stretched it out over two and a half hours. Anyway. But yes, I think the ravens are Satan's eyes. But if they're Satan's eyes, why does Satan need them to be eyes? Like, what's Satan's deal, I guess? Is, I guess he just likes not... to watch watch the progression what does of, he want? Of, his, of his doings. How can he do it? You know, it's that classic thing. Like, not. I think this is meant to be scary. It's not really scary at all, kind of from our vantage point, but... You need to know what the deal is with the baddie. But what if they're just like ambiguous? What if what if one of the ravens is Satan's eyes, and one of them Satan is wins. old Jesus's eyes? He's he's checking. They they're just both broing out, being like, "We've mm. both made something happen right now." And the, let's see who wins. True. And the real lesson of it is: notice how well those ravens are getting on. Mm. Wouldn't it be a shame if everyone else could? The end. The final scene of this is the bon- most bonkers part of the whole thing. 
Yeah. It was quite, I really, I, I quite liked it. And then they're like, you know what? Let's just, let's, let's just, just tag something on the end here that just, <laughs> that just makes everything feel much more ridiculous. But we'll get to it. Uh, so he gets attacked and then shoot to the Vatican. Back to the Vatican and, and good old Father Justin O'Carroll. Oh, big. That's a father name. Big. That's a Hard priest. drinking, skirt chasing, big swinging dick Justin O'Carroll <laughs> comes swaggering into frame. The hero of the piece. And he's the new church cop. Yeah, he's like, church cop part two. And they're like, we have a case for you. And you have to investigate this pregnancy. You have to investigate what is going on with this. Yeah. Initially, have, just this have one have specifically one case for you. We have one. It's in America. And it's in this broader context of uh, there was like a prophecy from 70 years ago um, when the Virgin Mary appeared and said there's going to be a divine child at the end of the century. Because mm. remember, this is all still millennium stuff as well. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, millennium. Maybe maybe there'll be Jesus, maybe there'll be Satan. Maybe the computer Maybe both. Maybe the computers won't work. Maybe there'll be a giant dome. Because we coded the dates wrong. Maybe the computers won't work. Um I never understood why that was such a big deal. Like we'll just turn them back on again. Yeah, just And so they have and they have a letter and they're like, There's gonna be a might be a divine child born. Like, oh interesting. So they so he goes over there. Going to my notes. Yeah, so they're like, this virgin birth in Pennsylvania could cause great embarrassment to the church. I guess. Yeah, because it could, it could just be a virgin getting pregnant and, oh, wait, anyone can do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? I guess, maybe. It, our Jesus isn't even important now. They've got their own. I guess if there was a, <laughs> if there was one other virgin birth sometime, yeah. even if that kid was just regular, that is still quite undermining of the church's shebang, <laughs> isn't it? But um, Everybody's doing it. I don't know. Part of why this wasn't too engaging at the start is because what is at stake seem, seems to be uh, the church being embarrassed. Yes, it's not made clear that this could have any sort of like relevance to the world at all. About half an hour in, they're like, lol jokes, there's another one in Boston, mm-hmm. and here's the other, the second part of the letter, and this one might be Satan. Oh, yeah, you've got to wait. You can't get both sides of the letter at the start. So, you have to have that mystery hold up. Yeah, you have to do your side quest, and then you come back. So, like, we could have two babies, and good news, bad news, one of them might be a new Jesus, but the other one will be the old Satan. <laughs> same, <laughs> exact same as before. Still just an absolute bloody menace, mate. No son of Satan. Son they of call Satan. It the son of Satan, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, is is always a cool concept. Son of Satan. Yeah. Little but Nicky. If he's son of Satan, isn't there a good chance he's going to rebel against his dad? You would think so. That's and what be good sons again. are supposed to do. Yeah. So he'll yeah. he'll come will come full circle. Mm. This is it's literally got to be like the departed. Whereas the son of Satan turns out to be the good guy and old fucking Matt Damon over here is just betraying everybody. That Jesus Damon just betraying everybody. That's that's a motif. That could be a great plot for a thing. Yeah. In that sort of like good omens territory. Yeah. Where like a sort of Stephen Hawk um Stephen Hawk <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Uh, <laughs> a sort of Stephen King Who wrote Good Omens? Is it Terry Pratchett? Uh no, no Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman, that's what yeah. I'm trying to think of. A Stephen King, Neil Gaiman-esque thing mm. where the Antichrist and the Christ Christ are born, 
but through their experiences on Earth, they both flip and go to the other and fall in love. And you just and, and then, then and then fall in love. And then, obviously. Well, yeah, they fall in love, but then they fall in lust. They fall in lust. <gasps> Even worse. And, but then through just the vicissitudes of life, they both get turned into the opposite of what they started mm. as. This must exist. I think. I feel like you I've, would think. I yeah. feel I've definitely just come up with the plot of what is already a hundred things. There's, but if it isn't, definitely some TM 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 TM. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, everybody. That's how it if works. If you just say TM, if you just like say TM. four times, yeah, I it say, means no one else can do that. I say it before going to sleep every night, just to cover the whole day, <laughs> just in case anything came up. I like after he leaves the Vatican, he's like in the cab, and he's like. And he says to the other bloke, so what's going to happen to me? He's like, here's a, here's a letter saying everything that's going to happen. And it's like, you, your mind will decay and your body will be destroyed and you'll lose free will. And I don't even know what that was talking about looking back. I think it's if, if you... I guess it's getting you, the visions and stuff that they start to get. Well, I think it's also talking about if you meet the son of Satan. Oh, is that what that Like you'll is? be tested. Okay. In your, on your adventure. You will but I think tested. also if you're just around the son of Satan. Yeah. In fetal form. Mm. Yeah. So he goes to Trinity School, meets fetal Margaret, form. and she's... It's my fetal form. <laughs> I haven't yeah. even reached my fetal form. I'm <laughs> Instead like of that? flannel form. <clears throat> fetal, fetal fantasy. No, that sounds bad. It's like Curse of Benjamin Button, but an anime. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even reached my fetal So there's and there's lots of scenes in this that just play weirdly now that they probably didn't have so much of a sense of in 1991. Just lots of priests alone with high school girls, and we're like, "I'm your, I'm your friend. You can yeah, trust you can me." Friend, yeah. No, everyone else leave. Everyone else leave. All the witnesses leave. Everyone else leave the room. Um, and so he goes in to talk to Margaret, and yeah, sits backward on the chair because he's a relatable priest. Oh, I love that he did that. I'm like, I didn't know they did that before the Backstreet Boys. He's a cool, relatable priest because he's like, look. Yeah. I know I'm a priest, but I'm also a pretty chill guy. <laughs> I may and be you can a talk teacher, to me. but I'm still your friend. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy just like, well, I, some of your guy friends. And then there's running motif of the hat man, basically. Yes, the hat man comes in. I'm not entirely sure who the hat man is. The hat man at the end, it's not shown, but in dialogue it is revealed that... Mm. The way it should be. Um, yes, the way it should be. Um... It'll it'll give the twist away, but okay, so, okay, it is so we'll revealed come back that to the twist man. is always there from the from the get go. Right, okay. Because he's all, he's been following Father O'Connell, Justin, Father Rick O'Connell, Father, Father Justin Case. <laughs> oh God, um, Father Touch Him Up. That's his yeah. name. It's Father Touch Him Up. <laughs> Father Innocent. <laughs> um, far from innocent. Far from. <laughs> <clears throat> it's an anti-pun so i liked having hatman's always good hatman probably wasn't much you know about hatman is like it's a thing that supposedly lots of people have in their dreams and their night terrors they see the same thing that's cool it would, it, it would be one of those big like tumbler things like slender man and stuff yeah and so everyone's like oh this is an app this is a, a being that comes to different people in their in their dreams see i love that motif that's a proper horror film that's stuff. great yeah so mm. simple hatman yeah. Fucking terrifying. Like the Slender Man idea. 
is a great idea for a horror franchise film. Yeah. The movie fucking sucked. But the Slenderman story is so cool. Is it? Yeah. Every single scream is added in post. Mm-hmm. And every single scream is horrifically, like, not fun to listen to. Oh, okay. Like, not, not fun to listen to as in, like, it doesn't sound like this person is actually screaming. They should have done, should have done it all live, like Les Mis. They should have made a good movie. Well, tarder, take that, Joey King. Tarder than it looks, is it? It is actually quite hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Batman's there. He yeah. visits the second pregnant chick, whose name is yeah. Kathleen. Yeah. Well, first of all, he meets one of my favorite characters, the Doctor. Oh yes, the seedy Doctor. The seedy doctor. Who we all believed was the father of this immaculate child giving, for quite a while. Giving, giving off, yeah. yeah. I think um, because of... Guy trying to cover up the fact that he's impregnated people yeah. vibes very strongly. Weird performance elements make it seem very, very obvious that if it was a choice, it seems like this guy is inappropriate with his patients. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's being... It's so hard with something in 911, a TV movie, trying to know what is an intentional and misdirect exactly, and what yeah. is just a weird product of the way they pace stuff. Because <laughs> it's all just like pauses where you wouldn't normally have them and it's like a slow... Just the fade to black on scenes that uh-huh. happens in this era that you just don't get Because they're, they're, they're purposely anymore. fading for a commercial break. I guess commercial Nothing breaks... Nothing fades for commercial breaks anymore. Yeah, true. Like, Do you ever put something on, like a documentary or something on streaming, and at some point you realize, oh, this is from a TV thing? Yeah, this is made Because it, it keeps fading out. Because it keeps fading out, and when it fades back in, it kind of restates what it said in the previous 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's no ads! Just um. re-edit it! <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Oh, God, we lived like savages back then, didn't we? We did. Sitting through ads for Harvey Norman every five minutes. When you watch anything, like if you watch Stargate, there Mm. are fades to black. And it's always at a perfect time in the writing of the the episode. Like, ten minutes in, we fade into black. Coming back in for the middle act. I remember how absolutely scandalized we were when we moved from England to Australia. And friends would be on TV in England. would be on Channel 4. Mm. And so that was one of the few channels that had ads that have an ad break. One ad break. Mm. Halfway through the episode, ad break. Nice. And then come to Australia, Friends, Seinfeld, everything, like two, three ad breaks to get through <laughs> the episode. We we almost went back. <laughs> we <laughs> Well, pack your bags. Kids. We thought this is absolutely no way to live. And you were correct. And I was and I was right. So the C D Doctor played played by Brad Davis. The star of Midnight Express and also in Chariots of Fire. And I was looking it up and he very sadly passed away this year in 1991. So uh, very sad, but um, very uh, impressive and interesting career prior to that. Mm. And uh, yeah, pretty crazy that he's in this just then right right at the end. And I really, I I liked his character. He's, um, he's, he's having a, he's have he's the only one that is like this is all bullshit right obviously of all of the characters in the entire film even when it gets mm. to the end he's the only one who's like yeah this is fucking bullshit yeah and he's also like as creepy and seedy as he is to begin with once it once once all the reveals have been done you're like yeah cool 
He's actually fallen through. He's a doctor yeah. who cares about his patient. We were waiting for him to turn crazy this yeah, whole time. But he is a doctor. So who much cares. about it is stressed. He's, he's just a guy. He's just guys being dudes out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's just he's, a doctor who does his. He's just a doctor job. doing doctoring. Although it is hilarious. Justin goes to see him first time. He's meeting the doctor. He's in just some other guy's appointment. <laughs> like there's an old guy shirt off on the examination table. He's like, yeah, so anyway, what's the deal with this virgin pregnancy? As he's like tapping on his chest. There's like something boiling in the corner of the room. We weren't sure what was going on there. I guess it's instruments, isn't it? They're cleaning instruments, but that's what we'll that is. We'll say that's what it is, but it still feels like he's it's, making lobsters. Because there was a scene yeah. before this where it was at a seafood, like a seafood yeah. um, marketplace. It felt like the clinic was also a kitchen. Yeah. And, and then just, they walk from his fucking office into the, ki- the hospital kitchen, very which just food, feels so strange. Very food-based, this guy. He's always around kitchens. He's in kitchens a lot. Um, yeah, and even with his less avid belief in the Christian framework, he's 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 positioned as the outsider, like narratively. He's like, mm. you're going to have a few drinks with an agnostic, not even atheist. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's open to the concept. Drinks with an agnostic? Oh, you mean a coward? <laughs> Someone who won't come down on either side? Uh, yeah, and then we get a very uncomfortable scene where he's like, yeah, no, I checked. And we get the lovely phrase, the vaginal tissue is undisturbed. Which I think, does that sound weird in 1991? I should fucking hope so. But what's also weird is if you're going to write this virgin birth storyline, like medically that can't be verified. Like that's all just bullshit what they're talking about in that myth. Like so this this doctor who's like seems overall well-meaning and never, you know, breaks any laws on on camera. Um, <laughs> he's doing what he thinks he's meant to be doing with the best of his ability. Um, but what I'm saying is, was there a way to not have this weird scene? And still have him confirm that she a virgin. Well, there isn't any way to confirm that. Yeah. But he's the doctor. He's the only person in this small village who could who could confirm it. If I was him, I'd confirm it. I wouldn't do any examination. No, I'd be like, not. yeah, no, totally. Yeah, she's deaf's a virgin. We did, a, we did the virgin blood test. Yeah, we did and that thing, she, thing that doctors can do. She doesn't even know what sex is. Basically. That came up on the blood test. I put my fingers on her sternum. Yeah. And then just right breathe, the top, though. breathe some air somewhere else. Yeah. And then I know. What I do is I light sage and I just sort of <laughs> waft that. I ask her, I say, have you had sex? And then she says no. And I go, cool. And I go, well, that's really as far as my questioning can go, <laughs> you know, to keep things appropriate. That is the edge of my jurisdiction. And, and then we asked the Ouija board and it also <laughs> said no. So, yeah. No, you wouldn't have to do this scene. You just have the the character be adamant yeah that they because haven't then had also sex. their their adamacy that's not a word adamantineness i like that yeah is ambiguous then like i've never had sex mm. this is immaculate the ambiguousness of <laughs> that weird word. no if that like adds to the whole mystery like is she? Or did she bang some dude? Yeah, I think you just you know, keep that as a little bit of but then also, ambiguity. But the also, the fact that the doctor covers it up, actually, no, she deaths a version. That mm. makes you like, no, he fucking did leave this chick. Yeah, it makes you suspect him, doesn't it? Yeah. The fact that he's so into it. <laughs> he's so into it. <laughs> yeah, no. No, dude, seriously. Yeah, man. Not even at all. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is, this is okay intact. for us to be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Should, yeah. And just like, and this is like a school for 
They call her like troubled girls or something. No, She's... it's just a Christian school. It was just a Christian no, school. No, because she this one doesn't have parents around or something. Yeah, but she's at a Christian boarding school. Yeah, but okay, because she's at a Christian boarding school. All right, all right. She could be an orphan. I th- well, yeah, I think she is. Yeah, it doesn't have to Which be makes her extra. But she was always top of her class, and but a, she but never a bit really of a fit weirdo. in with anybody. Yeah, and even now that she's totes preggers before all the other chicks. Because that's all they want to do is get pregnant. That's, that's what girls want, right? Uh, well, they do if they're demonic. Correct. Yeah. Or inc- or incredibly holy. Those are the two options. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. It's a, it's a horseshoe effect. <laughs> the boys attack her and bully her and stuff, and his eye starts bleeding. That oh. guy loses an eye from Satan proximity. Yeah. Um, it just His eye just bleeds out of his head. And like a week later, he's got an eye patch on back in their bullion. Like he bounces back very well, well if from the loss of an eye. eye. Yeah. If you just lose He's it. not even sad about it. He's laughing no, and joking. He's got an eye patch. He looks like a badass. I guess so. Still climbing up on roofs. Still climbing up on roofs. sweet pranks. He's like, I don't care how little depth perception I have. I'm going <laughs> to pretend to hang myself as a prank. We'll get to it. Uh, Hatman attacks again. She goes back into hospital. All him and the doctor are like... Going back and forth. So the thi- the thing that they, I think, this really needed, that they probably couldn't do maybe for budget, is seeing what all these demonic visions are the girls are having. Because the girls keep having visions of, or maybe both of them don't, well, but at least yeah, one of them keeps having. That's sort of like I saw people dying like and everything was terrible via the whole she's attacked by birds or the dog barks at her for a while. Well, that, I mean that's that, that's all well and good as well, but I think it would have helped to increase the. Scope and scale, because like exactly what is at stake was just a little bit vague. Like if no, saying there's a child of light and a child of darkness. Yeah, okay, I guess. And, and, and then and if, if the dark them, one comes out, there'll be darkness. Yeah, but if the child of light comes out, nothing changes. What have, what does happen if the child of light comes out? It's well, just, according to the end of this film, if either of them come out, literally nothing changes. Because they the just world. cancel each other out, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> But oh, there's a news yeah. report, and it says that oh, there is there's plagues on the world, and there's waves. Oh yeah, there's pol- and there are some storms. Polio outbreak or something. There's a polio. Uh, they call it polio Venice. Yeah, what the hell's going on there? Doesn't matter. There's um, an outbreak in America. It's it's taken over. Yeah. Then cut to he's like back at the Vatican, and he gets the second part of the letter, mm-hmm. and they're like, "There's two virgin mothers, seed of hope and seed of despair." Crippling pestilence is going to sweep through the land, etc. He's like, oh, shit, I better get to Boston. And he's he's the one. He's the only one who can go and find out yeah. which of these young ladies is about to give birth to Jesus. Because he's, ch- he's chief church cop. And or the devil. Again, if I, I mean, if I was the church. Those are the only options. I'd send a couple of dudes. Yeah. Because like this is you'd, Satan. You'd, you'd have crack teams, I'm sure. Yes. Of para, para priests. Yeah. That helicopter in. Yeah. Just whip those girls away and just take a whole, them to the Vatican. The holy place. Just, just take them there. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of Constantines. Like you could like if they're walking a, walking through St. Peter's Basilica. Yeah. Tell me you, about it. Like one of them's Love bound that. to be like Love this is that. this is pleasant. I have the baby Jesus uh, in me. And then the other one's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I feel weird about this. <laughs> I feel like if you got them both in a room, you're like, we can probably wrap this up. How do you feel? I feel fine. I feel quite enlightened. How do you feel? I keep having visions ahead of the world. 
and the dog keeps trying to eat me. And every time, every time, every time I look at a the bush, there's a million ravens. <laughs> All right. I. I think she's the Jesus I'm one. I'm feeling. <laughs> it's Jesus I'm feeling, feeling that this one. one. <laughs> what should we do? Throw in a lake Kill immediately. <laughs> There's only one safe response here. Just kill them both. Because if it's Jesus, he'll come back famously. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like it's witch rules. If you're a witch, you'll float and be fine, and if then you're we'll kill you. if you're a Jesus pregnant woman, you'll come back to life in three days. <laughs> and if you're a Satan pregnant woman, then you just you will taint this lake for, for then, all eternity. Then the lake will die. Yeah. Did you see that the like twenty million fish that died in New South Wales? No, that's pretty bad, isn't it? That's intense. Yeah, the New South Wales police are like doing a massive cleanup job, just trying to remove all these dead fish from a lake, lake, river. Yeah, because of people or just like well, something I, happened. You know, fracking. That's what it was. It's probably fracking. No, the official story is that oh no, it got really hot, and because it's so hot. You, there's a natural occurring phenomenon where suddenly the amount of oxygen in the water drops. Yeah, yeah. And so all the fish suffocate. Science, that makes science sense. Yeah, and you know, that's a sound, kind of sounds like the kind of thing that could happen. It does. And but it has also, been quite warm, but also... But also it sounds like the kind of thing that could really not be true. <laughs> it could be a cover-up. And the police being like, no, you can still drink it. Definitely drink it, it's fine. Well, we don't so, need the oxygen from the water. And I don't want to be like one of those those <laughs> those people in... Um, there's a whole like new brand and breed of conspiracy theorizing going on in the United States at the moment. Really, lots of it springing from that East Palestine pl- train derailment. You hear about that? A train derailed in America. Yeah. And um, there's a certain chem- chlorine gas or something. And, um, they're basically, and there's, the government says, obviously, they've done a very poor job of communicating about it and managing it. And they're like, oh, we're, we're going to burn it all off. It'll be fine. Uh, what we'll do is we'll intentionally set fire to this stuff and then it'll burn away and then it'll be gone. Um, and then when they, when they set fire to it, it's just like the most horrific plume of smoke you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just blacks out the sky for months <laughs> <laughs> My friend's It's flat, really I want, bad. I want to Google it. It's just distracting. So everyone is like, well, we have to move now. <laughs> it's really. <laughs> so it's been really devastating. <laughs> and so I guess the guys who set fire to it's like, oh shit. Setting fire to it seemed like such a nice, clean idea, didn't it? Um, and so now any time anything happens in America, like a train derails or anything, um, which happens quite often, <laughs> people will be like, ah, oh, these are all um, either, either because it's all linked to like the weather balloon stuff as well. So it's either China slash Russia, because they're sort of amalgamating together now, are waging war on the United States, basically. Subtly. Subtly, covertly, through these sorts of sabotage incidents. Or there's some sort of uh, Machiavellian homegrown plot being exerted on the United, on the US people, which is giving itself away through these seemingly unconnected incidents 
But if you're if you're switched on, then you will be you able can to connect the dots. You will connect the dots, sort of X Files lone gunman style, and um, what's going on. It's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> um, my deepest condolence to everyone affected by that terrible environmental catastrophe we were talking about. So he leaves the Vatican again, and then we get the introduction of um, Sister Anne McCann, played by Celia Ward, who we all know from House, she is as the ex-Mrs. House, and she plays the wife in House, she plays the wife in The Fugitive, she plays the, the wife, wife in, in um, The Day After Tomorrow. In the Day After Tomorrow. Lots of wife roles. <laughs> Big wife actor over here. Um, she's very good. And so, again, I wasn't sure exactly what was meant to be sort of an ominous portent about her and what was just weird pacing in a scene. But basically, she's she's the one sort of looking after this other. Yeah, she's looking conception. after Kathleen. And just, Justin, there's a very funny scene where she's walking along talking and then Justin really just like walks fully out of the bushes, reverse Homer Simpson style. Yeah. To talk, uh, hello, I'm Justin. <laughs> I hope we can be friends. Um, and so more demon stuff keeps happening. She's painting. She hears like demon bees, ravens fly out of the bushes. The other one, they just, there's lots of like seeing ravens and passing out that happens in this. Well, that is very, that is very. It happens um, a few times. Demon, um, demon, demon-esque. She, that is that is demon-esque, I yeah. guess. She ends up in the hospital, and McCran, McCran, McCann, and the living nun, the living nun, which is the, what Emma the thought living she was. nun, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Emma and I both formed the impression that both these girls were like troubled. <laughs> Everyone's troubled, <laughs> troubled orphan, sort of institution. Yeah, but no, Kathleen girls. has parents. But this one is just fully with her family. And so yeah. the fact that Anne McCann is around so much, and I was like, so is she just their live-in nun? <laughs> <laughs> Which I love the idea of. You know, when you're like, man. I also like the motif of when the twist comes that she's the one who lives with her happy parents that are still married and rich. Yeah, still rich. Still rich, still married. They have a nanny. I don't think it ever is mentioned how the church found out about either of these things. Um, well, one of them is at a Catholic boarding school. I guess. And she's immaculate, immac- quote unquote, immaculately pregnant. Yeah. And so the Catholic boarding school would have As written, to the- written to the church, oh, she didn't have sex, but she's pregnant. And the Vatican would have been like, ah. Um, I don't think I so. bullshit on that. That Calling sounds bullshit. scientifically impossible. Yeah. And theologically impossible. <laughs> We're sending church cop to get to the bottom of this. Church cop. Yeah. On the case. I love that. Immaculate conception as opposed to, you know, the gross way. <laughs> it's just... Just like listen Church to... Church cop. Listen to yourselves, guys. He gets the girls to behave. He, he gets the bad guys he, to also forgive themselves. <laughs> Church cop. He's relatable. And your friend. He's <laughs> He might. He's like a youth pastor. He might kiss a pregnant teenager on the hand while she's in hospital, weirdly. But it's 991. Don't that's, worry that's about the it. Show. It's church cop and youth pastor. That stuff was normal back then. Yeah, youth pastor is sidekick. <laughs> the boys attack again. Old eye patch is back. Uh, just accidentally hangs himself. Really bad idea for a prank. Oh, to so put a stupid. full-on real noose around your neck and so climb outside someone's window. The, at this point, we've not yet met John's friend. 
No, so we're getting there. We're about to meet John. Some of you might be wondering, where's Brendan in all of this? No, we haven't (laughs) mentioned him yet. Um, More visions happening. And then there's a rumor that this guy came called John, played by the one and only Josh Lucas. Of Red Dog fame. Of Poseidon fame. Of actual numerous things. He's actually quite a a professional. Of forever purge fame. Oh, that's true. Of Yellowstone fame. <laughs> Josh Lucas. The actor, Josh Lucas. I, even though he's like 20 years younger than I've ever seen him, I recognized him. Immediately. Immediately. Oh, yeah, God, he's got the same voice. Of beautiful mind fame. He is this guy, John, who basically went to prom with one of them, Mark Kathleen, I forget. And the word about town is that they did have sex that night. And so they're like, well, we've got to look into this. This is, again, normal adult shit to be doing. So Anne McCann goes to meet John at his school. Yeah. They're playing basketball. When I say they, who's he playing with, Isaac? He's playing with John's friend. He's playing with John's friend. Played by Bren- Brendan Fraser. Played by blurry, out of focus, Brendan Fraser. Very out of focus. We get to see a basically a greyish silhouette yeah. of Brendan Fraser playing basketball. No lines. He says nothing. He leaves two seconds into the scene. Josh Lucas nods towards him to say, we will basketball later, friend. Mm. And he walks away. He does. He leaves. <laughs> to the point where... So, and we thought this, this was all we were getting of There was Brendan a moment Fraser. where, where and the was, fear of that was the only Brendan like, Fraser okay. we'd get. But uh, there is another shot later on in the lacrosse match. Where There's a couple full, of shots where you can see that it's him. But full you face. Get a full frontal. Full face. Full frontal face in focus, doing a facial looks, doing acting. Doing an acting. Doing an acting of Brendan Fraser. Yeah. But she, that's later. Yeah. Oh, I should say it's not. He's not. He's not just a friend of John. He's the friend of John L. Jordan the Third. Oh, that's a rich kid name. <laughs> a lot of rich people around here. I guess they're doing like a rich poor thing, like this girl's rich and the other one. Yeah, it's just I troubled. think that's why it's weird that the rich chick gives birth to Jesus, well, and the poor orphan chick at the at the Catholic boarding school well you pops know. out a devil baby. <laughs> Jesus knows what's he knows what side his bread's buttered on. You know, he's, <laughs> he's like, I've done the stable once. I'm not going back. <laughs> I don't have to keep going back. I made my point. Now, let's... <laughs> and, you know, the writing in this, like the interrogation conversation... It's not bad. It's good. Like, yeah. there was... I don't think there were any lines in this that were cringe. I think if it there were any, they would up. have been spoken by the Vatican people. But they hold up because they're spoken by Vatican people. Yeah, like, this. yeah, it's fine. mm Surprisingly mm. good. I just, I just, I just think there's ways you should restructure this just so that it's more impactful. Yeah, or well, good. But it's well, I didn't think it was bad. I think the, it's, uh, like it's the, a, it's a. I just didn't. Fine. It just didn't get anything out of me. And the performances aren't terrible. I just don't think it's made well. As in, like what? the filming that they're doing is quite very boring. Just and like the way it's staged. The and... music is terrible. Yeah, sure. It okay. looks like shit. Yeah, I think. Yeah. The performances and the writing are coming through okay, but yeah, it's yes. just not. Um, um, it's not a very impactful experience yes. watching it. The servant of the rich people house begins to suspect that the daughter is um, communing with the devil because she sees yeah. a mirror on fire, and then the girl checks herself out in the fire mirror. But she's also sort of being affected by the devil herself. So I don't know if like the mirror was her having a vision. As well, like the yeah. the, attend- the the living crone. The living point. crone is what we called her. Yeah, quite un- um, unfairly. 
but it's, it's, <laughs> Very <laughs> it's much. just a poor old woman that we're making fun um, of. I'm sorry. Uh, also, it came about that John had essentially lied about he'd the sexually assaulted yeah. her, the girl, but had also had erectile dysfunction. Therefore, couldn't possibly be the father. Therefore, of the this conception child. is still immaculate hey. and not all muddied up by it's, John. <laughs> it's still Jesus. Still, <laughs> hashtag it's still Jesus. <laughs> And quite a good scene when she goes back to talk to the girl about it again. It's like, why didn't you defend yourself with the truth? It's like, mm. it just didn't seem important. I feel like yeah, everything's going to be all right because I'm having Jesus. Yeah, she feels good about this. Event, we finally go back to the first yeah, one, we've, Margaret. We've left Margaret alone for quite we a while. We haven't seen for ages. And the, she's in the hospital with the, with the doctor. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. I arranged for you to be in a private room all by yourself. And I also arranged for the nurse to leave and not have to come back. So don't worry. You can relax. Stay and here. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to do something evil. Yeah. Like this was again, so, but I realized, oh no, that's meant to be making us go. Oh no, that's going to let the demon in. Mm. And the second he walks out of the door, immediate raven, immediate raven on her bed. <laughs> like that raven was there waiting. And the second the door closed, pop, he's up, mm. and she's like, oh no, and she runs out of the hospital. That's that. John goes to confession, and he's like, I didn't get her pregnant, but I just wanted to take credit for it. You know how that goes. Yeah. Normal guy stuff. <laughs> Yeah, normal dude stuff, man. Dude, the one time in history a guy has tried to be named the father of a baby <laughs> after a one night stand, um, and um, uh, and we and we discover later. We can say this now. Well, as as John's leaving the church, uh, we see shoulder of hat man, and also a little bit of blood is leaking out of John's mouth after after saying all of his truths. Yeah, because he's getting demoned. Um, McCran. Nurse M- McCann, no, Sister Nun McCann, McCann, yeah. Nun McCann the, the live-in nun starts to really lose it and is getting really horned up as well. Oh, she gets so turned on she's, by the sexy priest. She can't handle being around Justin any longer. She's getting naked. She gets naked and walks into the dining room of the house and everyone's like, oh, no one really reacts very much. No one does. So, the, the priest gets up very calmly, he, walks over and puts his jacket around Which her. I guess knowing what we know later makes a bit of sense, but... As our protagonist, he's just taking everything in his stride a bit too much. Yeah, um, he's a very calm church cop at this yeah. point. Then there's the, the lacrosse game where John is bleeding more. The main part of this is that Brendan Fraser is in it, and he says, "Am I going to be okay, Father?" And I'd be like, "Probably not." Hmm. And then it's revealed that John has polio. Oh, is it? I missed yeah, that. that's what the nurse later the doc, not the doctor. One of the nurses confirms that John oh. has polio. And polio venous? Yeah, polio venous. Shit, eh? Yeah. Um, the crone... Because there's an outbreak. The living crone goes full psycho. And she tries, does go full, full on psycho. And tries to stab the girl during a Kathleen. thunderstorm. Tries yeah. to stab Kathleen. And, you know, on one level, this is pretty crazy. But also, at, at this point, I feel like, well, she's the only one making moves. Oh, she's by the this only point, one... they've taken Anne... The living nun, she went a little bit loopy, got naked, tried to yeah. bang the priest. They basically put her in a cab and sent her back to the Vatican because that's where you send. Oh, no, it's the yeah. archdiocese is where she got sent. So the local big church. Yeah. That's where they've sent her. And That's then, where you send someone having a psychotic break. When she leaves the house after her psychotic break, old crone goes crazy, tries to kill Kathleen it's like it's my time. during a lightning storm. Yeah. 
At this point, Justin is acting a bit weird as well. Justin locks the parents outside of this room while this confrontation is taking place. Why is he in the house at this point? That makes no sense. Kathleen and Crone end up out on the roof and she ends up, the Crone ends up falling off the roof in quite a funny way. (laughs) She falls just, just like a sack of potatoes. Like she's not moving. (laughs) Nobody pushes her or anything. She just falls off the roof. She just goes. (laughs) She's dead. Um, and yeah, I felt like she was the only one really trying to handle the situation. I'm not saying someone should have stabbed Kathleen, but at least that would have been a definitive... Yeah, it's an answer to the problem. It's an answer to the problem. Yeah. Is it the best one? Well, it's the only one we have at the moment. And that's 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 what... that like if Notoriously, not- that solves many things, many problems with your neighbours in Salem. Yeah. Just kill them. Just kill them. Just get them killed. Look, if you know, that's... Yeah. <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got women being troublesome in sort of, you know... <laughs> Troubles. You know, well, well, they're troubled. In they're already early troubled. Colonial times. If they're troubled, and now they're being troublesome even more so, <laughs> um, because of issues to do with female sexuality and reproduction, which, frankly, no one understands, and how could they ever? <laughs> and we definitely don't respect or want to talk about that much. Then just throw them all in a lake. <laughs> And see what happens. It just makes sense. <laughs> just, it just makes sense. If it didn't make sense, do you think would we have done it so much? <laughs> I mean, you meant to learn from history. You know what I mean? Anyway, you'll never guess who turns up then. Bloody Rossetti from the start. Oh, yeah. So, um, Church old, Cop number one. dies. And then Justin busts out of the room and the parents are like, what are you even doing here, mate? <laughs> yeah. And Justin runs downstairs, gets stopped at the door by Church Cop V1. OG Church Cop is back. Who just starts exercising the motherfucker because he... it turns out that Justin was the dickhead all along. So the big twist here that really, I did not see this coming. Me neither, really. Like, I liked that it was a good twist. It was a pretty good <laughs> fucking twist. Justin... The, the church cop won, o- O'Clellan or whatever. Yeah. He's been our protagonist this entire time. Church cop two. Church cop two yeah. has Shadow Islanded us. Mm. Except it's not even that because he's known what he's doing the entire time. Mm. He's just the bad guy. He's corrupt. And he is the bad guy. And he orchestrated the hit on Rossetti at yep, the start. He, he sent the gangsters. Just with two normal human gangsters on motorbikes. <laughs> he also corrupted old sister, old living nun Anne he, yep. to get all naked and sexy around him and then get her sent away. And Rossetti has been the hat man the whole uh, time. Following all the moves. Doing the real investigation. Mm-hmm. It's a shame he didn't kick into action before the crone fell. Yeah, a bit, of, back. A bit of a shame. But it was it was Russian. I guess so. He was Russian there. It, but is Justin, is he just a, a, a fallen human? Or is believe, he's not a demon per se I himself? I believe he is a fallen priest, a fallen okay. human. And so Rosetti, he's not possessed. He's just corrupted. Yeah. Like which, which, is, which is worse, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and like, so no, I like, like this exercising this guy praying at him and like walking and, forward and he's getting prayed back and can we just say back into the yard doing a really great job it is it is a proper good exorcism Rossetti is doing a fantastic exorcism on him he's just he's, he's not missing a beat no, he's, he's just praying he's just hammering this he's guy just be gone in that motherfucker be gone and be gone and the power mm. of Christ compels you yeah 
and they go out in the backyard and then Justin gets fucking struck by light and gets yeah. smited. He's like, no, Satan will have a son. And then he gets smotten. Mm. He gets, I'll tell you what. He gets he, smote. i tell you what he gets. He gets lightninged, <laughs> which is a word. Nice. I was waiting for my spell checker to pick up on that and it didn't. And I had to Google it and it's in the dictionary. <gasps> lightninged. Thanks, Tolkien. To have been hit by lightning. Was that so, Tolkien? Yeah. Well, he wrote one of the dictionaries. Um, sure, yeah. He definitely did. Yeah, that's that's what he's most well known for. <laughs> Writing the modern English dictionary. Uh, he rushes back on the Amtrak to Margaret. Oh, he's yes. Like, oh, he's like, oh, shit. This, well, no, well, Kathleen has the baby. And it is the Jesus baby. And it's the Jesus one, everything's fine. And everyone's fucking loving this shit. Her oh. parents are like super proud of her. Like, yeah, yeah you got a kid. Yeah. You're like 15. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Our options it's are. Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus. So we still basically have to, everyone's still going to know that you've had a, a child, you know, had a teenage pregnancy, yeah. which in this day and age is, you know, not great. Yeah. And I guess we know that it's Jesus, but we can't really tell anyone that because then we sound mad. <laughs> and unless it starts doing Jesus stuff real quick. Secret Jesus! Secret Jesus! Secret Jesus! <laughs> and it's a girl, so who knows how that plays out. The church ain't going to like this. Yeah. This Good ain't going to go down well with the Vatican. Good news, bad news. There's a new Jesus. <laughs> it is a girl. And she's been born to a real waspy family. <laughs> and, but they're hella rich, in, though. In Boston. They're hella rich. So. Then Father Rossetti yeah. fucking flies back because I they guess, realize. Yeah. Other, other good news, the new Jesus is incredibly white. So you're, <laughs> you're safe on that. We have boys. dodged that minefield. <laughs> um, it turns out that Anne never turned up at the archdiocese. archdiocese. Who could have predicted oh, that? Oh, my God. So Father Rossetti You mean the mad person we put on their own in a cab and let and leave? takes the train back to Philadelphia. That's the quickest possible way to get there. Well. He gets there, rents another car. Hopefully it doesn't derail. <laughs> <laughs> on topic. On topic. Rents another car, screaming down the highway because he gets to the hospital, chatting to Lobster, Lobster Doctor, Dr. Lobster. Yep. Yeah. And then the guy's like, yeah, she's just upstairs in her room where I put her last night. She's got to be safe. It's a private room. Yeah. They get there. I put her in there alone where no one could see her so that I could go and visit her and no one would know about it. <laughs> I'm Dr. Calamari. I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she goes, not in the room because no one's checked on her all morning. They go and see one of the old-timey nurses with the old nursey hat. And she's like, she's just been discharged. She doesn't know she's left. She said she's been discharged by the nun, which I guess could happen then. Oh, yeah. Nuns are very I'm a nun. Yeah. It's, but the nun is now wearing over. all white. Yeah, that was nice. Mm. That was a good touch. And so then it's church car chase, baby. There's <gasps> nun in van. Nun in van being driven by the spirit of Satan, I presume. Because who's driving that? Well, the, the nun's driving that van. Oh, no, no, no. Because no, she, no, no, she's no. in the back doing no, no, labor. No, that, there's the, the car chase doesn't happen yet. The We cut to girl in van. Okay, girl in van. Having baby in a field having, somewhere. Yeah. In van with none, and the nun's like, "Just push, it's gonna be fine." Rosetti's like, okay. tearing after her, um, and then the girl has the baby, Devil and the nun's like, "Oh, it's beautiful," and gives this baby, which we don't get to see, but yeah. the girl sees it and, and realizes that it has 
inhuman eyes. I thought that was really good. I think it's a, actually a good choice to not show us. I would have loved because to when, see like a Incredibles Jack Jack baby, but when it's like in the Red Devil form. Like, yeah, the thing is, <laughs> whatever they come up with and showed us, we would have laughed. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever they came up with, I, we would have I laughed. laughed at the fact that it was a doll because she's like holding it as she climbs out of the van later. And Meanwhile, it's just stationed like it's solid. Just moving around it's real a stiff. Solid thing and she's just gripping onto it. Yeah. When, um, when in actually by that point, it would be just like a bag of pasta with all its bones completely shattered by the crash. Yeah. But, um, but if it don't show us, then whatever we imagine is going to be worse. quite scary. And then yeah. there's that little hint of its eyes weren't human. Yeah. See, and the that fact that she brain. gives birth to it and immediately screams when she sees it, that's good. That is good. That's that, that's good horror. I mean, it wasn't horrifying. But Cut that's, to that's good. Father Rossetti and, Rossetti and Dr. Lobster screaming and they notice yeah. something in the field. And they pull over and Dr. Lobster's like, I got this. I'll flag down a car. Yeah. You go get the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then It's Father okay. Rossetti. I brought lots of scallops with me. I'll be fine. <laughs> Back in the car. Then it's fucking van car chase. We just see Anne driving and hear a baby somewhere in this van. I really wanted Rosetti to pull out like a big crucifix that is a gun and just lean out. Just start shooting out the tires. Bang. He's saying it out the window because he's church cop. Bang. Yeah. Smote. Just being like He's just smoting with his church. Just using it like a wand. The power. The power of Christ compels you. He's got a megaphone like a police car. He's like, <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. To pull over. This is the first exorcism done at 80 k's an hour. <laughs> pull over. It is I, church car. It's me, Christ, kind of. <laughs> I am compelling you to pull over. He hooks his bumper onto the tow bar of the van. And Which in I've some, never in seen doing before. So, Forces her off of the road into Big a rock. Car crash. Huge car crash. This loose baby somewhere in the back of this van. This baby's just, just rattling around. Rat- we don't get to see it, but you're thinking about it. But like I'm saying, it's a Satan baby, it so is, it could it be is very an durable. Impervious Satan baby. Yeah. Um, I like that suggestion. We should have just seen it slither off like alien in the, <laughs> in the, through the leaves. So much. <laughs> <laughs> into he- the fucking woods. <laughs> Or he gets out of the car, you just hear a noise, and he looks up slowly, and it just like gremlins down at him. Yeah, and just, um, just it's, so in the crash, just a face hugger from it <laughs> just gets him in the crash aftermath. Old Father Rosetti is pinned, and the nun miraculously unharmed and holding still, the baby, still got habit on clawing out of the top of this van, making a real meal out of getting out of this van. I must say, gas is leaking. Father Rossetti obviously smokes. Church cop smokes cigars. Hells yeah, pops dude. his lighter. His light. light set on fire. Sacrifices his motherfucking self to fucking eviscerate and explode this van. Kaboom boom. Devil nun. She dead. And presumably, devil baby burned to a crisp. And that's a movie right there. What a Ten great- years no. later. <laughs> what a great place to end it it would have been. <laughs> And then we get an insane 10 years credits, later. Credits immediately after that would have been credits, so good. Yeah, really fast credits. Because it's like, basically, basically what happens next means nothing. But like if credits had happened straight after that with like Mr. Bean music. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> immediate really fast credits that immediately zooms down to just be the corner of the screen to allow the rest of the screen to be an ad for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire <laughs> that's just about to start. 
That's what that should have been. But instead, we get ten years later. Kids coming out of a school or a church, and or we whatever. concentrate on one blonde-haired, beautiful little girl. Yeah, and but she just looks happy. But there's also a dark-haired boy. Oh no! Across the street, the antithesis, and he has weird one one lazy eye. Then his eyes glow red, <laughs> and he causes a car crash that kills a nun. Car hits a nun. And then um, all the girls a live out nun. approach approach the dying nun and, and the driver's like, she just stepped out in front of me. And so then and then one of the girls glows with a heavenly light and is like trying to bring the nun it's back. It's not heavenly. Well, it's it's more of a yellowish green. Well, I mean, depends what you think given, heaven looks like. Given maybe the TVs back then would have shown it being I, lo- I imagine heaven as having a sort of sour tint. <laughs> But she glows. <laughs> she's trying to bring the nun back. And but then, then the demon boy's demon eyes, eyes glow, glow again. again. <laughs> and so now they're dueling. <laughs> With as this sick mental power. As this live out nun's life hangs in the balance. But Jesus chick wins. Jesus girl wins. And it's like, oh, credits. That's it. Oh, no, freeze frame on her. as oh, she yeah, smiles. Yeah, she smiles. Old timey freeze frame. Credits. So. What the fuck's that supposed what to mean? <laughs> So they, so they both survive, <laughs> and now we just live in a world with these two. And as we've established, they can't, they can't each other out. Anything bad he tries to do, she just reverses it. <laughs> she just smiles at it, and it's all good. <laughs> and anything good, she she brings someone back to life. He just kills him again. He immediately. just glowy, glowy eyes. <laughs> that n- just, the nun on the ground's life is just perpetually death and life. And death. <laughs> just locked in a cycle. <laughs> ah, oh, ah, oh. It's just a Black Mirror episode. (laughs) The driver is like so relieved and then he's like, no! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ten years later again. (laughs) It's still the same fucking street. (laughs) Everyone just thinks it's like an art installation at this point. So is this David Blaine? What's going on here? Oh, Oh, man. But these two just can't ever... Neither of them can get any traction on the world because the other one is around as well. It's just like cat dog, just constantly pulling in opposite directions. um, That's the end of Child of Darkness. That's Child Child of Darkness, Child of Light. Not it's. um, It's not terrible. It's not bad, but it's just sort of weak in terms of what it's trying to do. Yes, it's um, it's poorly made, but well made for the time. Big big things. Brendan Fraser's face for 13 seconds. Mm-hmm. Great face. I, I think it's... Terrible more. haircut. Short shorts, great. I'm going to put it at more... I think it's five seconds generously. True, but like in total, screen. he's on screen for maybe 13 seconds. Like, there is there is that, that lacrosse game and you do see him a couple of times he's during on lacrosse. Sc- he's on screen, like for the basketball, he's on screen. You can't say his face is there because True. I've zoomed in. True. And it's... We, we can't really say with confidence that that's him. <laughs> It's definitely Brendan. It's definitely him with the lacrosse team. Yeah, he plays um, lacrosse for a little bit. Um, so, just overalls, I would start out with the two girls, make them friends, not in two different places. Oh, fuck yeah. So that they care Have about the other one. Have them both get lost in the woods one night, both come back preggers. Something like that. And then they care. Lost which... in a church one night, both come back preggers. So if one of them has a demon baby, the other one cares because it's their friend. Need a clearer timeline on the pregnancies. I was like, where are we up to in this? They're hella pregnant by the time Father Justin gets there. Yeah, but I just need someone to say we're eight months in or be four months in and the baby is born and it's fine because it's a Jesus oh, demon. Oh, yeah, something. Jesus babies. 
Um, Fucking superpowered Jesus, babe. She should fly. I think that little girl at Jesus the end girl. should have flown away like Neo in the first Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the ground wobbles as she takes off into the fucking sky. <laughs> <laughs> the demon boy look, just, just looks up at her calmly and then two more of him come and stand either oh. side looking up. And then up. they beam. And then they look at each other. And just sort of nod and walk away to join the thousand of the other of them standing in a field. <laughs> Superpower Jesus babies. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I missed that, that that one newspaper headline was meant to be, oh, the world's like a little bit ending. Oh, no, there was a there was a clip while they were at the hospital okay, maybe um, where Father that. Justin actually gets to watch. I think it's just after, that. after he meets the doctor for the first time, but they, they like we are shown that the world has a lot of stuff happening. Okay, well, I, I also have some of that happening in the town, yes. in the local area. Have it take place in one town instead of two. And neither of those towns should yeah. be Boston or Philadelphia. Oh, sorry, small town Philadelphia. If it's going to be America, Pennsylvania, have it, have it, small town middle America, like a farm town. Okay, because that's where Jesus stuff rather, means, rather means than a, a mill town. Yeah. yeah, don't have it in like the Pacific, like I don't know where the Atlantic North East or whatever it is. Is that what you call that? Like, well, Pacific Northwest is the other side, but like. Don't have it in like Stephen I know what King's you mean. Have name. it have it in a more like evangelical area. Yeah, like I mean. Texas. But evangelical isn't Catholic. Like those areas are very Catholic, I think. Like Boston. True. Catholic, Boston is yeah. Irish Catholic. And that's what or, this has to be. Better yet, put it somewhere like in Europe, where the Vatican could conceivably send a priest within a day. I didn't mind it being there and then um it, them being connected to the Vatican. Uh but I ju- I just think I don't mind where it is, but one town, you could still do rich, poor, have them be two friends of very different backgrounds, mm. but who have become friends at school across this social divide. And then, because like, and just, you could do interesting, have it be an interesting story about two girls having teen pregnancy in this town. Yeah. And that how gets they to, both become pariahs. And they're, yeah, the different ways it plays out for them because of their different mm. social settings yeah. overlaid of course, this supernatural background story of, we think one of these is Jesus and one of these is a demon. Like, But both girls should have families. And I think poor girl's family should just support her from the get-go. Rich girl's family should be like, hey, yuck, you've tainted our reputation. We're yeah, going to hide what you, you do. from the world. You do something like that. Because yeah. like, if it's if one of them is more sort of trailer park, mm. it'd be more... Oh, this, this sounds kind of bad. But it but would be more... You could write it as being more commonplace. Exactly. In their social circles for like, people to have children. Yeah, younger. like, yeah. And they're like, this is a problem. for a life to have a kid this young. But they might be like, you. they don't think she's a bad person for no, that happening to her. Exactly. Because they all know someone who it's happened to. Whereas yeah. amongst the wealthy elite, it's... She's um, hidden away. And it's something that's going to be... Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to derail the life plan they have for her. But in that, in that aspect, it then becomes cool... Um, to then at the end of the film the girl who's had um, her family support her through this process mm. has the demon baby and yeah. the girl who's been like ostracized by her entire like social circle has the Jesus baby 
Yeah. Like, and, and like, because this, this one sucks that the girl who has a happy family and a rich life has the Jesus also baby. Jesus, yeah. And then the orphan girl living in a, at a boarding school has the demon baby and nearly dies. Because the demon baby gets kicked out of a moving van. <laughs> exactly. So, like, that's fucking shit. Where she should still have the demon baby in our film, but she has a supportive family unit yeah. that helps her through the pregnancy and then mm. defends her from the demon baby as it tries to attack them all after it pops out yeah. and, like, runs through the woods like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think i really like the twist but the problem with it for me was that when that's revealed the only people really responding to that were us like no one in the film yes was really I, like, I don't oh think, shit yeah if they were both in the same town father justin's character could be involved with both of them simultaneously and not have to leave exactly. one to come to the other you can Therefore, have them all his, in one town his influence on all of this would mean more and yeah. then when old church cop V1 turns back up, you're like, oh, fuck. This dude was corrupting the both of them, trying I to think, make two demon babies. Well, yeah, and you could just play up more the uh, buddy cop situation with him and... Um, Nurse Anne. No, between him and Dr. Octopus. Yeah, Dr. Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to think of... What's a funny one? <laughs> The Shrimp Doctor. Dr. Shrimpy Time, yeah. <laughs> what? Have them be more of a... Like, you kept saying, oh, we're going to go the out... Red Lobster? Yeah. <laughs> it's just called the Red Lobster. They call me the Red Lobster. Yes. Oh, why? I'm, yes, I am a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but I also run this fish and Why are you shop? constantly stirring that vat of, 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 <laughs> of oil with fish and chips in it? Fish and chips in the same one? Yeah, that's how I do it. Yeah, I, I also run in the only eatery in this town. Yeah. It's I'm very successful. I'm a surgeon. <laughs> um, then, like, if when one of them has the Jesus baby, the doctor can be there delivering yep. the baby like that. And it's those well, they should and, like, both go into labor at the same time in the same church. Well, just like, you know how you know how they kept saying they were going to go out and drink scotch and talk about stuff? Like, put, that. put that scene in there. Oh, God, yeah. So then we've kind of... We kind of feel like Justin is our protagonist, but then the Doctor is more of like a POV character for us because he's like, obviously, this is all bullshit. So then when Justin is revealed to be... It's kind of how the... So then when Justin is revealed to be fallen... Yeah. Then... Well, you could also have your Doctor... We still have the Doctor during, in there as, during as that, us. During them having a drink scene, the Doctor says, yeah, I used to get along really well with Father Manetti. When he was here investigating this, like we we made we 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 formed a friendship. It was just sad to see him yeah. crack under the pressure. Like, he loved my oysters. He did. He loved the Mornay. Yeah, he loved the Mornay. <laughs> <laughs> Seafood yeah. references for Constantly. the whole fucking film. <laughs> Where's the doctor? He's fishing again. <laughs> Oh, that's where down, they down get by the pregnant. pier. No, he's out with a drag. That's where they get fucking pregnant. They're on a where? fishing trip. It's a coastal uh, town. Yeah, yeah. The kids. Yeah. The teens love to take the their boat, and they go off to one of the just just off the coast islands for camping weekends. Yeah. And both girls get hella knocked up by Jesus and Satan on the yeah. same weekend. I liked the character of John as well. Not you know. Yeah, me too. And I, obviously, I, I like the idea of John and obviously lying John's about friend. that to try and cover up for himself. And so I think John's yeah, if you, friend needs a bigger, bigger role. I, I think, think I would bring John's friend into it a bit more, where 
there's John and John's friend who are the two likely culprits for both pregnancies. the non-immaculate conception that occurred on this fishing, oh. on this boat trip, you know. Yes. So kind of have those group of kids be... We're just t- just turning everything into a mini series again, aren't we? But have no, it's a movie. It's a movie. We characters. only make movies. Movies are better. No, mini series is better. You are incorrect. <laughs> we can sit down and watch an hour and twenty five minutes worth of movie. Yeah, and it's and great. no more because <laughs> that's what this was. I think this was fine. Why was John getting? Oh, because he's got polio. But the. Yeah, but he kid was cursed. Kid whose eye bled out of his head. Is because it because was he the endangered demon baby. the baby. He endangered, he endangered the actual demon baby. So why did John get? Because he's being problem. punished, I guess. For, but for what? Well, no, John. I think John got corrupted because of Father Justin. I think Justin's corruption did that. Whatever, whatever Justin's in is, because he only did that. John mm. only started getting sick after he met. Okay. No, he didn't. He started off. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? And I'd also <laughs> just have a just a little bit about why Justin is evil. Like what happened there? Yeah, I want to give I me want something. That, that, um, Be cool if it happened on screen without us realizing. It's very good for Church Cop One. Yeah, because he's very powerful in that. But Justin's bit in that is less powerful. There should be a bite back before he gets smoted. Bit of a bite instead back instead of him and... just like I was just doing the. Oh, I'm dead. I'm <laughs> yeah, it was. There should be like a, a an almost. A... I was just doing a thing. <laughs> it's in the screen. I was doing a bit. <laughs> it's all a big bit. So how are we um ranking? Well, look, I think the ranking conversation at this stage is quite easy okay this one's at the bottom of the list this one is currently the top and the bottom of the list <laughs> nice uh one nice. i will i had a little look for some of the reviews of this film oh, they on, exist? online there's there's one that i liked by single white femalian <laughs> who gave it two and a half stars oh. he said yawn but plus half a star for a 15 year old boy saying i didn't get her pregnant but somebody did i just wanted to take the credit what credit? <laughs> That's my child of darkness, but I'm not going to take care of it at all. I just want all my peers to know that little devil baby is mine. <laughs> we just kind of make that point. Yeah. So we're going to do a ranking of all Brendan's movies from our most favorite to our least preferred. Yep. This is the first one, so it's top and bottom of the list. It is our least preferred Brendan movie. And next week we will, well, in the next week or a couple of weeks, we will watch Dogfight. Oh, yeah. And I'll go above or below this. Uh, this Brendan is also beating all other Brendans currently in a fight. That's the other rank we're going. Oh yeah, to. we're going to do that. <laughs> cool. Um, yes. Well, this Brendan can play lacrosse. This Brendan and basketball. That's what you have to remember. He's good at basketball. Good at lacrosse. He's got a sports scholarship, and he's kind of like a, um, you know, kind of like an uncle to Satan. No, this is a Jesus. So, the Jesus baby oh, yeah, is the one the that Jesus they were one. attempting to take. Uncle to Jesus. Yeah, John tried to take. Credit Him, yeah. for raping a girl. Yeah. Um, that culminated in Jesus. Yeah. So, so, so John's you know, friend that, that is the uncle. Is the of of, of he's not he's actually not. no. He's just fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like on reflection, that's not going to help him in a fight at all. Not at all. I think John's friend may be the first to die in any of these fights. John's friend is on shaky ground. <laughs> He's all he's standing in the Colosseum all alone at the moment, <laughs> holding his lacrosse racket, 
waiting for his teammates Being to like, join him. What are we doing? What are we playing? What are we? What's this? Sorry. Um. What? I'm fighting older me's. What, what did John do? The other ranking I thought we could do. Three is, rankings. I, I guess, <laughs> which uh, Brendan would win or be the best at business. Just, you know, in a sort of... Okay, well, clearly, at the moment, John's friend would John's do quite friend. well. He's at a prep school. He's with other rich white boys. Yes, he's going to be like well a stockbroker or... John seemed to have, up until the point that he got cursed, John had no repercussions yeah. for claiming that he sexually assaulted somebody. Yep, he just got mad props. I think their lives are going to work out quite well for themselves. Yeah, true. But, it's but you know, it's, it's temperament as well. Well, John's friend... I think John's friend will do much better than John. That, yeah, it's going to do better At least I fucking hope so. Yeah. Not like disregarding I've... the polio thing. John's friend <laughs> didn't do such a vile thing that John did. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I feel like John's going to flame out, you know, quite early on. John's going to work at his dad's car dealership for fucking sure. Yeah, or I feel like John would be given an opportunity at his dad's big law firm and just fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably because he keeps trying to take credit for sexual assaults he didn't do. <laughs> oh, <fucking> God. <laughs> no, that was me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do it all the time. I have several children. Why is... I can definitely get it up. Why is no one thinking this is good? <laughs> it's 1991. Fuck you, John. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> That's the first one. Done. First one done. If Ranked. you're enjoying the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Exceptional Pod or on Instagram at Exceptional Thieves. Or send us an email at ExceptionalThieves at gmail.com. And we will be back next time to talk about dogfight. Word. Join us next time for more exceptional theft of your time. So it's an hour 45. Is that all right? John's a fucking dickhead. Yeah. I think John's the true villain of this piece. The true villain is masculinity. Isn't it really? Oh, that it's is toxic true. masculinity in all its forms. The church. The church. John. The, the cross. <laughs> <laughs> all its gonna... forms. <laughs> you were just going to say lacrosse? I was going to say the lacrosse team. <laughs> As we know, as we know, toxic masculinity is a scourge in our society in many forms. We know it's a problem. The church, police, military, John. <laughs> hey, sorry, John. You are as bad <laughs> on your own. Why did I, you asked me to come? Yeah, I wanted you to hear this. I wanted you to hear this in front of everyone, John. You know, the, you remember what I said before you? The military. Anyway, John Lacrosse <laughs> as an institution and STEM. These are the areas. Anyway. Did that hurt your ribs? A little bit. Go I want to try and re-crack those ribs. That's my goal. No, they feel, they feel, they feel. Until I fall over and do something stupid this year. It seems well, to be like a bi-yearly thing. Well, we're trying stuff in 2023. <laughs>